Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hello, Oregon. It's Tuesday, May 19th. This is Elliot Noose with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. A judge in eastern Oregon's Baker County on Monday declared Governor Kate Brown's coronavirus orders null and void because they exceed a 28-day statutory limit. The ruling could throw the statewide pandemic response into disarray, though the orders remain in effect for now after the Oregon Supreme Court intervened. Circuit Judge Matthew B. Shirtcliffe granted a preliminary injunction to 10 churches that had sued the governor, finding they had shown irreparable harm from the deprivation of the right to freely exercise their religions. He found that the churches can take necessary social distancing precautions, just as grocery stores and other essential businesses have done. He also ruled that the injunction was in the public's interest, allowing people the right to freely worship and the ability to restore economic viability. Attorneys for the churches successfully argued that a state law limits declared public health emergencies to 14 days, or up to 28 days maximum, and that because COVID-19 is a public health crisis, that limitation applied. But the governor's attorney countered that Brown declared a state of emergency under a different state law that isn't limited to any particular time period. An attorney for the governor urged the Baker County judge to put a hold on his ruling until the Oregon Supreme Court could review it. But Shirtcliffe, a former district attorney and a Brown appointee, denied the hold. Late Monday evening, the Oregon Supreme Court issued a stay, keeping Brown's orders in effect until it can hear arguments. It's Oregon's primary election day. Ballots must be turned into an official drop box by 8 p.m. in order to count. Oregon voter turnout had topped 30% as of Monday morning. So far, turnout statewide trailed by about two percentage points in the May 2016 election. That year, the race between Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders for Oregon Democrats' votes prompted exceptional turnout of 54%. To match that, Oregon voters would need to deliver an avalanche of more than 400,000 ballots on Tuesday, the final day of voting, something they normally accomplish only in November general elections. So far, 860,000 of Oregon's 2.85 million voters have gotten their ballots to election offices. At stake in this year's primary, the Democratic nomination for Secretary of State, the Portland and Beaverton mayor's seats, the sheriff's offices in Clackamas and Washington counties, the Multnomah County District Attorney, a Portland regional tax for homeless services, the city of Portland gas tax, and a number of competitive races for the Oregon Senate and Oregon House. The Oregon Employment Department's phone lines remain swamped two months after the coronavirus outbreak began in Oregon. Oregonians who lost their jobs in the pandemic can now expect to spend an average of three and a half hours on hold with the Employment Department, if they can even get in the queue, at a time when most calls get only busy signals. It's one more symptom of this spring's fiasco at the department, which has left nearly 50,000 people without benefits during the unprecedented period of job losses. There is some good news, sort of. The spike this week comes because more callers are getting through, according to the department, 
after it began to address an issue that caused the phone lines to hang up on calls. While the employment department hasn't set up an appointment system for calls, like many private companies do during times of heavy call volume, a spokesperson said the department has called thousands of claimants directly to resolve their issues, and she said the department plans to add more phone lines in the coming weeks. A happy update from a story reported earlier this month. A 101-year-old Milwaukee man whose red electric and pedal-powered tricycle was stolen has been reunited with his wheels, authorities said on Monday. Chester Cunningham, the most senior resident of Terry Lynn Mobile Home Park, went outside on May 4th to find his trike missing from the spot where he kept it chained up outside his home. It was his primary means of transportation. After media reports detailed the theft, an anonymous tipster told a Clackamas County Sheriff's deputy that a similar scooter had been left in their yard. The trike was returned to Cunningham Sunday night. Since the story about the theft ran in local media, Cunningham received several offers to donate the roughly $1,200 it would cost to replace the scooter, but he turned them down. Born in 1919, Cunningham lived through the Great Depression and experienced hard times. He said he knows that many people are facing similar prospects today and would prefer that the money go to them. Thanks for listening. We'll have the latest election results on OregonLive.com starting at 8 p.m. or tune in to Wednesday's briefing.